Galatians, the sixth chapter. And we'll begin reading in verse 6. And we're going to read through verse 10. And in these four verses, he's really going to talk to us about how to walk in your inheritance. How many of us have prayed for something and maybe didn't see it? Or wanted something and didn't see it? These principles right here help you. They will help you. Notice verse 6. It says, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. In other words, if you're hearing the truth, the first thing he said was share or give to the person or literally in the place too where you're being taught. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. So I could learn about giving but never give, I'd never reap the benefit. Interesting thought. Would that count true in other areas? If I don't act on it, I'm hurting myself. Now, I'm also affecting things in the kingdom too, right? And we'll read some other translations because there's really three areas he targets here. Notice this in verse uh, 8. Well, let me, let me go back to 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. You can't mock him. Oh, that don't work. That's not true. For whatever a man sows, for whatever a man or a person does, that he will also reap. He said, in the justice system of God, Whatever you practice and put into play, you will reap from it. You can't avoid it. If I had like pumpkin seeds in one hand and watermelon seeds in one hand, and I kept reading the container of watermelon seeds and reading about it and saying, watermelon seeds, I believe watermelon seeds are good. Watermelon, I want watermelon seeds. But I keep acting with pumpkin seeds and planting them. And I keep praying, Lord, I want watermelon seeds. And you know, watermelon seeds are good. And I claim watermelon. And I claim watermelons. I believe God send rain so that I get watermelons. And I just keep throwing pumpkin seeds out there. Um, what am I going to get? Pumpkins. And what you're going to get is pumpkins with more pumpkin seeds in the pumpkins. And it doesn't matter how much you pray, whatever you sow, you reap. Oh, they're just... You know, you hear about bum deals at different times in life, but for the most part in the spiritual, but in the natural you hear about bum deals, but in the spiritual justice of God, what we bring forth is a direct result of what we are doing with our lives. The first area he talked about was about giving to the teacher. I 
so glad that God dealt with me about this after everybody talked about giving to me for birthday or whatever. Because, you know, this would, be, this would have been a great message the week before. Well, you know, I'm just going to tell you right now. We're going to sit on his first and, and talk about this and teaching. And, but it's really bigger than just giving to me. But it's really, he basically is saying, let him who's taught the word, where you're taught the word, where you're taught the word, you give there. That is the primary place where you give. I mean, if you were at a restaurant and you ate there, you don't go down the street and pay the bill down there and give them 20% for their service or 25 if it was real good or whatever you give. Or if you feel like you're generous and you give 3%, you need to reevaluate your tipping. But if we're generous, what are they feeding you? But the actual thing here is, he said, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Then he makes this statement, whatever a man puts into play in his life, he said that he will also harvest in his life. So he took it from the one subject, and then he kicks open the door. But he really didn't kick open the door because the areas that I quoted about inheritance and all that over there in Galatians 5, he gave two main streams of activities that are guaranteeing you a harvest. And some of them are not good and hinder you from inheriting and walking in your inheritance in the kingdom. And the others are good things that will cause you to inherit not only the blessings of the kingdom, but it will affect you in various ways beyond. But notice this. He said, because remember, he uses that word, for whatever, whatever. If, I mean, it doesn't matter whatever. You know, I know that there are places that will just give you wildflower seeds. They'll just give them to you and you just throw them out. If you just plant them, they're going to grow. What, whatever. J just whatever. And so many people have targeted, well, I'm just reading the Word, but they're not acting. And what you act on is what you are sowing. So if I hear about forgiveness, but I don't forgive, then... I'm ever going to be learning and never coming to the knowledge of truth. I'm going to have to act on it and forgive that person and let it go. But if not, what I'm doing is I'm hearing something, but I'm not acting on it. I'm not going to reap. Because he said, whatever a man sows, that will he reap. And Jesus said, this is the law of the kingdom of God. It's not a suggestion. It's not a colorful sermon. It's not like, this feels good to hear about this. Well, let's go eat and just do whatever we want. This is, this is just being honest with you, what Jesus said, and then the principle is just through the Bible. And he said the kingdom operates on this very principle. 
And remember, the kingdom of God is in you, and you live in the kingdom, and you want the results of the kingdom, and the kingdom operates. And though I started with giving to the house, he touches three main areas in these four verses, these little four verses. He said, you will get whatever if you don't like where you're at, or if you like where you're at, or you would like better, it's right here. Watch this. For he, verse 8, for he who sows to his flesh. Now remember, Galatians 5.17 talks about the works of the flesh. He said, I say, verse 16, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. In other words, follow after the nature of love that's in you because of God, which is not self-seeking. People who practice these look more to themselves than they do to God. They look more after their own belly to fill it and be satisfied than they do to God. And when you try to fill your belly with the wrong thing, it might be like eating rocks. You'll find it does not satisfy, it does not fulfill, and you can keep eating it, but it won't do anything. You'll reap something. Because what's interesting is the language that he uses you always reap in the kingdom. Always. If you don't like what you're reaping, stop planting it, start doing something else, and you reap. Just don't be surprised if you continue in the activity that what you do reap. So verse 17, he said, For the flesh, lusts are, you know, these are these attitudes that we may hold to uh, against the Spirit against God, against what he wants. Your fallen mind, if it's not renewed, and your bad attitudes will make you go, I don't want that, I don't have to do that, I got my own life. Well, if you're going to surrender your life to God and live for God, you can't have that kind of mindset. It will rob you blind. He said, for the flesh desires against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, so on and so forth. And then he said, Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. That's not a spirit-led activity. And so he said, if you'll keep practicing this, he said, you'll, that's a work of the flesh. We'll talk about it in a second. Then he goes on to say, after that, he said, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, uncleanness, lewdness, which is all sexual deviance, which would include being a lesbian, a homosexual, and all that kind of stuff. It's just a mindset. It's a choice. We don't hate people. You hate. If you, it's so stupid. If you don't agree with me, you're hate. You're a racist. You're you're. You're hateful. Okay, then I won't tell you don't rob the grocery store. That's better because that's just how I am. That's not hating. That's helping. Because we're going to read some verses, and some people say, oh, who are you to tell me uh, I can't have sex outside of marriage? I I'm not. I'm just reading what he said. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why. 
I said, there's a reason why. First of all, it'll mess you up if you're a Christian. Internally, it, it'll affect you. It'll affect your conscience. It'll affect your mind. It'll start affecting you. And you'll find that though you do those things, and the Bible calls sin fun for a season, but afterward, he talks about a harvest in Hebrews. Because why? Why do you get a harvest? Because everything you do is sowing. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are these, adultery, uh, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, all sexual perversions, idolatries, having things that are higher uh, to you than God is. In other words, it is your priority, it's what you live for, and it's above God. And that could be yourself. Sorcery, and what's a bummer is, is how they translated sorcery here. Because it's not what you think. King James said witchcraft, and it's not what people think. You know, you'll hear people, because marijuana is a big thing right now, it's always been a big thing. Bad things are always a big thing. You know, it's starting to become legalized in those states. And it may keep growing without change. And if it becomes legal and if drunkenness becomes legal and all this stuff, does it mean it's legal in the justice system of God? Here's what I want to say. The word sorcery in the Greek, is, is the, and it's translated sometimes witchcraft, is literally the word pharmakia, which is the word we get pharmacy from. If you go look at the definition right here, and it, when he talks about the works of the flesh, he, it just says mind-altering drugs. That's all it says. Anything that alters the mind like that is a work of the flesh. Even if the justice system says it's okay. Even if they say abortion is okay. If it Because here's the thing. The Bible said Jesus leaped inside of Mary's womb. It didn't say a fetus. Oh, this fetus leaped inside of me. No, it was actually Jesus, it, the Bible said. So the Bible recognizes life in the womb. If you just listen to one of the presidential candidates, they kept talking about the right of the parent and But they kept saying, and the Bible said, by your own words you'll be justified, and by your own words you'll be condemned. This person said, the person in the womb doesn't have rights until this time. They just said it. They just said it. And they're one of two candidates. And she said that. <laughs> So notice, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, which is like outbursts of wrath. These are not just things you did one time. These are practices. These are not what you did in the past. Well, I did in the past. I'm going to reap. No, because we're going to see any time you stop, you can quit and start getting a new harvest. And he said hatred, contentions, jealousies. I've had people admit to me they're jealous. Jealous of him, jealous of her, jealous of this. That's an activity, that's an action based on a, a mentality. And he goes on to say outbursts of wrath, selfish 
ambitions, or in other words, me going after my own way, on and on. Envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, which are like partying and just carousing, and he said, and the like. Now, notice this in verse, now he called those the works of the flesh. So let's go back to verse 8 of the 6th chapter. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh, and those are some of the activities of the flesh, he will reap corruption. You can't live those ways and think you will not reap corruption. You will reap corruption. You can't cry and say, oh God, I don't want corruption. I don't want these watermelon seeds. I don't want this watermelon. If you keep putting watermelon seeds in the ground, you will reap watermelons. Yeah, but I don't like them. Then quit. Nobody can do it for you. The Bible said you are God's garden. But I don't like what I'm getting. You're the one planting. You are the one in control. God's in control. There's no Bible verses like that. People say, God's in control. God's in control. I'm just so glad God's in control. God is not in control because if he was in control, we wouldn't do some of the things we were doing. Well, there's just these shootings going on everywhere, but I'm just so glad God's in control. Don't put them in the same sentence. There's murders happening everywhere. There's riots happening everywhere, but I'm so glad God's in control. So what's he doing over there going, kill him, get him back, kill him, shoot him, tip over the police cars, stab him, talk about him, act wrong, because God's in control. You know, the Lord's just in control, and I'm just so glad about that. No, you're actually in control of your own life. That's why you'll give an account of your own life. That's why I'll give an account of my life. And I'll stand there just like you, and, and I don't just give an account for what I preach. Somebody says, oh, that's wonderful what he preached. i got to give an account for what I do, how I act. And I don't just get to give an account. I am and you are a partaker of your own life. Notice, for he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life, or zoe is the Greek word, means the quality of life possessed within God. And let us not grow weary while doing good. Notice it's doing. I was talking to Pastor Linda this morning. I said, you know, talking about people who, you know, uh, go, you know, well, just the Lord just knows my heart. You ever heard people say that? The Lord, he just, I didn't do it. I, I knew I should, but the Lord just knows my heart. Now, don't act, just totally act innocent right now. You know, if I say something like this, we're going somewhere. Well, you know, just the Lord knows my heart and everything, and he just knows my heart. That's one thing about the Lord. He knows my heart. But he wrote seven letters to seven churches in the book of Revelation, and he started off by saying, I know your heart. No, he didn't. He said, I know your deeds. I know what you're doing. 
He didn't say, I know your heart. You know, you know me, I just know your heart. So, okay, he said, I know your deeds. He said, this is good, this is good, this is wrong, this is wrong. Change this. It is nice to leave church and go, God's in control. I can just do what I want to do. <laughs> Pray, Lord, send the rain on the seeds I've sown. No, you just keep doing it, and you're just going to get a harvest. Whatever it is. Isn't it interesting? He said, if you sow this way, you get this. You sow this, you get this. He said, let us not grow weary while doing good. So what did he not say? He didn't say, let us not grow weary while doing bad. He didn't say that. Some people can be so pig-headed, so to speak, they're like, I'm going to keep doing that. I don't care what it is. But you are sowing. This is good stuff. Because look at what he's basically saying. You're in charge of your own harvest. So you can't be nervous at me, about me. You can't, don't be nervous about what God's going to be doing. Don't be nervous about what the devil's going to be doing. Don't be nervous about any of that. Don't be worried about what other people say. Don't be worried about any of that stuff. This is, just, this is all not God's in control, but it's in God's justice system. Because he said God's not mocked. This is, this is how he made it. He made the earth and said, if you put a seed in it, you can guarantee if you'll water that thing, it's going to come up. And you work with it, and you're going to get some kind of harvest. And you don't have to be nervous. I am just afraid of what's going to happen in six months from now. I'm afraid about this. Oh, no. No, because you're in control, because you can start planting something that will produce a harvest for you of something that you would like. So you don't have to be nervous about it. I mean, if I quit watering the pumpkin seeds that I planted that I don't want, they're going to start shriveling. That doesn't guarantee me a harvest. It guarantees that that is dying. No, I'm not having that. So I'm going to, but that doesn't guarantee you're sowing something, so you can start sowing something. You can be purposeful. So he said, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And then you guys know one of my favorite verses is verse 11. Um, for writing on birthday cards and things like that. S see what large letters I have written to you with my own hands, and then I write that verse and write happy birthday real big. And so, but we're not talking about that. Somebody's like, what do you mean? It says, see what large letters, and you write the verse and then write them real big. Anyway, <laughs> somebody said, I needed to laugh right now. Well, let's get back to the punching, right? I'm going to read these verses in the New Living Translation because they bring light to some of these things we talked about. And then we're going to look at the three things real quick right before we leave. Those who are taught the Word of God should provide for their teachers. 
Pretty simple. This is just a modern translation. Sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You might be able to mock the justice systems in the earth, but you don't mock this. And God set up the earth to give us daily illustrations. <clears throat> when I lived in Gold Canyon, uh, in the spring when the rain would start to fall, I always enjoyed the drive because there had been seeds that had been planted. And it's really cool because the hills will turn yellow. The roadsides will be purple. Literally, good, long, purple things. It's just, you know... This high, and then it's scattered throughout will be these orange flowers and some different white flowers. And other thing is really pretty cool to go out there and to drive. And I would tell people when it would start to happen, hey, you know, it's been raining. It's getting that time. You can see them growing. Hey, if you don't want to harvest, you just stop watering. Because eventually you're going to get all the yellow flowers and the red and the pink and the purple and all that, and you're going to see it. But notice, he said this, don't be misled, you cannot uh, mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own uh, sinful, selfish nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature or from walking that way. But those who live to please the Spirit or to follow God will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And what are we talking about? Walking in our inheritance. Notice this, therefore, therefore, this is connecting... Whenever you have an opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those of the household of faith. Now, let's look at the three things real fast. Number one, the first place we sow, he said, do, is to the teachers or to the church. Giving to where you're taught. Number two, and, and he said, God's not mocked. This is his justice system. This is how it works. This is just how he set it up. So I don't have to be ashamed to say it, that we are to be tithers and we're to be generous givers. I've lived by that principle long before I ever made a wage or, you know, was paid by the church. It, one thing about the inward nature that you have in Christ, by nature it's generous. You have to go with a mentality that hoards and that thinks different. Because by nature, you want to be generous. You want to tell people. You want to forgive. But if your mentality gets goofed up, you'll start leaning that way. That's why you have to renew your mind. Number two, the next thing he talked about is what you do with your whole life. How you treat, you know, uh, your lifestyle. How, what you do with your personal life. The priorities you keep with your own life is sowing. Just because other people do it doesn't mean it will benefit you because you reap from it. The third area, he said, was do 
to others, especially to believers. So we have where we give, it talks about how we live, and then it says how you treat people. And we know the attitude is huge, how you treat people. People wonder, well, what's hindering me? It says I've got this inheritance. But some people think they can just learn and never do, and they'll reap. They won't. Actually, to do that is sowing. And they are reaping. But you could change any of it at any time. And we need to know this. I, I wrote this verse down in Mark 4 at the end of the parable of the sower because it really rang inside of me about the person who starts sowing the Word of God into their life because sowing is hearing the Word of God, how you hear the Word of God. But it says at the end it explains the person and a harvest that people can get he said but these are the ones who are sown on good ground the good ground is the people who take distractions out of their life which we know would be an idol people who are selfish it said the deceitfulness of riches and he starts talking about these different things robbing you of getting a produce out of the Word of God. Having your own ambitions to do your own plan to live. You know, because sometimes people think that Christianity is what you do on Sunday. No, it, you gave your life to the Lord. It's, it's about following Him. The Christian life is best and works when you're all in. Jesus said that. If you seek to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake and the kingdom, he said, you'll find it. But notice he said, but these are the ones who are sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it. In other words, they do it and they bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. That is a huge statement. Don't get weary while doing good. You're planting a seed. But he said some will get 30-fold, some will get 60, and some will get 100. I would say don't worry about those results. Let's just start getting some results. But it's interesting, he said, 30-fold. To live sometimes the right life takes some personal sacrifice. To live for the Lord and do it the way he said. But what he says here, which is so exciting, he said, you know, if you will practice these things, do them, you will reap 30, 60, 100 fold. If I'm not reaping, I maybe haven't been sowing or I just started. But you can't start and stop. You got to stay with it. But he said 30 fold, 60 fold, 100 fold. I can benefit and get 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold in my life if I practice what I'm teaching you today. What does it mean 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold? Well, if you plant one seed, one watermelon seed, you might get a vine, and on that thing, you might get 15-fold, 15 watermelons. You might plant one piece of corn, kernel of corn, but you're going to get three ears with hundreds of kernels in each ear. 
if you will plant it, water it, stay with it, and you'll be able to harvest it. And so when he talks about 30, 60, or 100-fold, he's saying there is such an ability in your actions to produce beyond what you're doing. In other words, it may seem like this is a tough thing to plant this and to do this, but he's basically saying you'll get 30-fold 30 times, 60 times, 100 times more if you will sacrifice to do this. You know, the Bible talks about the hard-working farmer. The hard-working farmer. What if you become the hard-working farmer? Will it pay off? Everybody's planting. Everybody's sowing. But if you become disciplined to do the right thing, he said, don't get weary while doing good because you get 30, 60, 100 fold if you'll become a hard-working farmer. Isn't it good to hear the Bible? Isn't it? So you can be clothed right when you leave, spiritually. The Bible said... Hate the garments spotted by the activities of the flesh. You know, we live our life and, you know, we may come half tucked in shirt spiritually and dirty and stuff. He said, don't like that kind of stuff. They're, they get that way from the activities of the flesh. It's good to have somebody jerk your shirt down and go, now that looks better. Get your collar like that. You're like, but I liked it like that. Well, Okay, then. But, you know, if you wanted it normal, here you go. And these are good for us. Because you know what it will do? It'll, these kind of truths, and the reason why we need them so desperately, is because it'll start working a determination in you based on God's working in you, where you'll get settled and go, I've got to do this. It'll stick with you when you've been struggling with what you know you need to do, and you get out there, and you're like, oh, no, i got to stick with this. Because when I stick with it, I'm going to get something out of this. I'm going to reap. I don't like what I'm getting, but I can get this, and this will work if I stay with it. And there will be all kinds of people and things and circumstances that will tell you to do otherwise. But these truths will get you internally set to go here i go because we could pray for everybody lord let's just pray let's just pray that everybody does the right thing no it's just going to come down to you getting determined and doing it god will strengthen you if you ask him god will help you with it he'll work in you the bible said to will and do of his good pleasure he's working in you to do it that's why when you hear these truths it builds a resolve because he's been working already but then reasonings come like they did to Eve and said, well, it would be okay if you didn't do this, and it would be okay if you didn't do that. Adam and Eve acted on reason that was contrary to the will of God. They planted, they harvested, and bam. Thank God you and I at any time as believers can change what we're planting and know that we will reap the sooner i plant 
and stop sowing wrong things, the sooner I'm going to reap the other.